Welcome to the Family Room, sponsored by Versprite, where we offer hope, encouragement, and wisdom centered on biblical truth and Catholic teaching, because God's kingdom begins at home. Now welcome your hosts, Mari, John, and Craig, right here on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. So welcome into the Family Room. We are so glad to have you join us today, and uh, we've got an interesting show today, don't we, Craig? Uh, yeah. You got our guest, so I'm going to throw it to you. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, we've got Jackie Mulligan from uh, Reform Wellness. And what I find interesting, God's timing and yeah. all this stuff, you know, there's so much disinformation about our health and our nutrition, but also, you know, the whole spirituality of what's mm. going on in the world. And this is, frankly, one of the only places I've seen somebody that puts together, integrates all of that and says, you're not a whole mm. person mm-hmm. unless you're a holy person mm, yeah. and ties it all together. You know, that's what really struck me um, with her as well is how much um, she talks about and she writes about whole and holy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. right. I love that, that thought. And, and we do in our society, we separate those two. And, and I heard actually somebody even just recently say that they didn't realize that we could be holy. But that's what God calls us to, is 100%. to holiness. And uh, I think Jackie just helps ground that and helps us understand how the holiness 100%. is where it starts and then the wholeness can come. Yeah, yeah and, and you know, our health, first and foremost, is tied to our relationship with yeah. Jesus Christ and what she focuses on. And her point is, that gets right, all this other stuff will get right, but they give you the resources to do that. I mean, they've got doctors, they've got priests, they've mm. got counseling. I just think it's a, it's a great topic in this time. Yeah, I think it's a great resource for our families. I mean, in our marriages, um, and that's what we want to do here in the family room. And they do family this. work. So they do. even better. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, just that importance of, you said, relationship and who we are in Christ, our identity. Our identity, first and foremost, Correct. is yep. through Christ. And 100%. us really understanding that is so important. So I'm excited to hear about Jackie. I am too. Start in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and made in your image and likeness. And and for that, we are most grateful. Today, we just ask you to bless the conversations that we're going to have, because we're going to talk about our bodies, and our minds, and our souls, and you, and you at the center. And we ask that you just be at the center of this conversation. Breathe your Holy Spirit into us, that we might be docile and receptive to the message, messages that you would have us understand so that as we live and work and do all that we do each day, we might do it in a fashion that brings glory and praise to you. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Father and Son of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, John. So, family, we again appreciate you being back in the family room. And today we're having uh, what I'll call a unique conversation with Jackie Mulligan, who is the Chief Eucharistic Officer and Foundress of Reform Wellness. It's a Christ-centered wellness ministry, and Reform merges faith and functional health to support priests, religious, and laity worldwide to heal their whole person, body, and soul. So let me welcome in Jackie. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a joy to be with all of you. And our guest can't, or our, our, our audience can't see you, but we see the smile on your face. So we appreciate you being happy to be here. We're we're very blessed to have you here. Question: I always like to start off with because um, oftentimes our listening family may not know who you are, 
Mm-hmm. And I, we'd love to hear about your faith journey because how important that is. But, you know, I always have to ask that crazy question about the way with a name like Mulligan. Does that play into anything that anybody has ever brought up to you or into your life in any way? So I'm going to turn it over to you. Sure. Um, it it wouldn't be a, a week in my life if somebody did <laughs> ask me about uh, Mulligan, which I'm so uh, grateful uh, for. Um, and uh, I think just some background is that Mulligan is an informal um, golf, like an extra stroke allowed after a poor shot, um, which is not counted on the on the scorecard. So it's kind of this like extra grace or extra opportunity. Um, and truly, I, I, um, I always say, you know, the Lord is so good, uh, and on a very informal, in the, in, I guess the, the theme of informality, you know, Jesus is a pretty intentional guy. Uh, I think that he, he knows what he's doing and a very smart one too. Um, and he knows us better than we know ourselves. And so to give, uh, me a last name like Mulligan, uh, I know that he knew what he was doing well in advance. Um, because he offers us second chances over and over again without keeping score. And I just think that that is um, really, if I can summarize my faith journey, it was that I didn't know that uh, he didn't keep score. Mm. Um, I mean, I knew it, but I don't know if I believed it um, because I was keeping score. And Mm. um, with every uh, bad stroke, um, I thought that I had to work harder or strive harder um, or, um, earn uh, his love, and um, with uh, a mulligan, um, with with his grace and with his mercy, um, he generously gave me um, and extends to to you and to all of us um, a chance to begin anew uh, in him each day, mm-hmm. and this creates such a freedom um, to first receive his mercy, um, which is the greatest gift of all. Um, but it also calls us into humility, uh, humility to uh, give yourself the opportunity to receive it. A lot of times the root, the root cause of our, our illness or our, um, our distance from the Lord is because we're unwilling to believe in his love for us or we're unwilling to receive his mercy. Um, and, um, and so the, the humility um, to receive it, but also then the humility to extend it to extend the mulligan to other people, to give them a second chance in the way that the Lord does as well. Um, and so I just, uh, I, I, I embrace my last name for the, the good old Irish heritage that it does bring <laughs> as well. Um, and, um, but on a, on a deeper level, um, it is very much so um, my saying yes to many second chances uh, and believing in the Lord's um mercy and love for me and therefore claiming my true identity um and and health uh, and healing in him which offers uh, a renewal and a and a reformation if you will uh, in so many ways um each day to uh accept the gift of, of new life and and freedom found only in him mm. great thank That's you beautiful i thank love you. the hope. <clears throat> i love the hope i hear in your voice mm. and in your expression of that. Was there anything specific that happened that that really um, drew you into his love in such a profound way? There were many things that happened along the way. I think the way I can summarize it is um, well, coming from a, a, a big Irish Catholic family from Long Island, um, my, I'm, I'm number six of seven, um, and my 
older siblings were very influential um, in, in the best way for me um, throughout my childhood and, um, and, and adult years. And um, one of my older sisters um, was going through a very um, heavy, um, well, I was, I'll say carrying a heavy cross in her family life. Um, and she completely allowed the Lord to be her her uh, savior, savior, her her healer, mm-hmm. um, and did so, did so in such a um, gentle and and graceful way. And I was living in California at the time. Um, I had my own wellness practice. I sort of was like living the dream on paper of of you know I had a great clientele. Um, I was self-sufficient. Uh, I had finished all of my schooling at that point, and I just uh, I was living in um, in San Diego, which is um, has a lot of, of beauty and 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 good healthy food and and good people to offer. And so, um, but each time I came home uh, to New York to visit her, even in her circumstances um, and and uh, difficulty, I wanted what she had, mm. which was peace in the Lord, which was um, deep faith in the Lord, um, and deep trust. And I seemingly had all the aspects of health um, as far as having a, a healthy a healthy body and, and um, kind of how the world would define health, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't feel like I had what she had um, as far as health of my, my soul. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, it was uh, after it was around Lent um, in 2015 um, that uh, my this one sister uh, invited me to um, offer a holy hour each day, um, but not just through Lent, but for the whole year. Ooh. And wow. Um, wow. I agreed uh, because I like a challenge. And um, soon into saying yes, I physically found myself unable to leave the Adoration Chapel. Wow. I felt like every time I was there, I was just getting drawn closer and closer to the Lord. And it was really, especially for someone um, who was born and raised Catholic and and had a very um, healthy and and deep relationship with the Lord, I I thought, uh, it was truly like the Lord was saying, Jackie, meet Jesus, Uh and Jackie, meet Jackie of Jesus, because Mm -hmm. I think that we have this identity in the world, but our truest identity is is in Him, and so um, He crushed me with His mercy. He crushed me with His love. Mm -hmm. It was a very Mary Magdalene sort of uh, story in the sense of just being overwhelmed with with his goodness and, and love. And um, and so I knew that in order for me to really be well and whole as a whole person, that I needed him at the center of all aspects of my life. Um, and so little by little, um, my holy hours turned into sometimes holy afternoons <laughs> or holy days. Um, but I, I was so drawn to the Eucharist. And, and, and so the, the pillars of reform are actually uh, mirror that of a monstrance. Um, and so Christ is at the center. And then we have nine, well, uh, or sorry, eight other pillars around faith um, at the center um, that really define our well-being and our health. And so I just started inviting him into different aspects of my life and well-being from my my closet to my plate to my relationships uh, to uh, really everything. Uh, and from there, things, um, I wouldn't say they were always uh, easy, but they were better and, um, and healthier in, in every meaning of the word. 
Mm. Wow. It's a heck of a story. That is amazing. Testimony. Yeah, and I think you started actually uh, started to tell us that the next part of this, which is okay. So, how did Reform Wellness then become birthed? And I think we we know it got birthed in the Adoration Chapel, is what it sounds like, <laughs> right? Um, and I'm, that vision you just gave us of the monstrance, and yeah, break that open for us. That's so cool. Sure. I uh, it was New Year's Eve uh, after this year of of committing to uh, holy hours. Um, and I was planning to, to park it there for the uh, for the new year, and I was really just so grateful for this time, and, and felt so um, happy to have this opportunity to thank the Lord for the year that I had just experienced, profound conversion um, and healing. And I um, I remember just thanking Him for um, the grace and the wisdom of knowing that I needed to invite Him into all these parts of my life, and for like for allowing him to break into them and also like that he really did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had this thought of like, yeah, and you know, somebody needs to do this because um, people need to be healthy and, and we need you. And, and then, so I was sort of doing like, but just find somebody else because it's not me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not equipped and I'm not worthy. Um, I feel like I have so much more to do. And um, it was just, like, no, this actually is, is this is the way that we're going to live together. And this is the way that um, we're going to journey together is that you're going to extend the same invitation that I gave to you, the same healing and freedom that you just experienced. Um, everybody can experience. Mm. Uh, and so um, he planted it on my heart and I truly had no idea where even to start. Um, but I just started to, from there, take small steps forward through small yeses. And so very gently, it was like, maybe you should consider going back to New York. And I was like, that's everything I need is here. Like, that's not how, why, why would we do that? And then, I mean, like, truly things started to, to, to um, become very clear. And I think that's the gift of adoration is that the Lord's word really does um, uh, light our steps. And so I always made any decision, um, from, from that point on, I I still do make all of my decisions, um, not just in, uh, in, in front of uh, him and in adoration, of course, um, but also with scripture, you know, his Mm -hmm. word is the the lamp to, to my, my steps. And so, um, I just kept on getting, um, uh, directed back, back home and, um, and really, once I did make the, the move back home, um, the floodgates opened uh, quickly, um, and I was connected to the Franciscan Friars of Renewal um, and, um, and started working with their missionaries and postulants uh, in their formation and, um, and started working with some priests on Long Island, and it became very apparent. I think the Lord was very intentional in, in doing that because... I think he was showing me um, that, look, these are are holy men um, and and women um, who who really tend to their soul, but their bodies are not healthy. And I was uh, the opposite. My body was healthy, but I needed to tend more Mm. to my soul. Mm. And so he was was really um, paving the way for me to see that health is the body and soul and that it is for everyone. And I think that's where... I started to grow in confidence of where I once thought that holiness was for the chosen or for religious mm-hmm. life or for priests, but actually wholeness and holiness are for everyone. Like we're mm-hmm. all called to, to, uh, to that level of, of living, to live fully alive. And somewhere along the line, 
probably because of our golf strokes uh, <laughs> and our, our mistakes, um, we disqualify ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we think, but that's for someone else or mm-hmm. that's for, the, yeah. for that person. Um, it's not for me. And, um, and so the Lord started putting people in my path that were to build my confidence and increase my trust, not only in him and his, 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 his providing for me, um, but also to show me that, um, that wholeness and holiness are for everyone. Mm. And so that's why we, we have a, a phrase that reform is for everyone. Uh, and that is because um, we believe that everyone is called to uh, a life centered um, on Christ, a life where Christ is at the center of all aspects of, of your well-being. Mm. Thanks, folks. If you're just joining us, uh, you're in the family room, and you are in the family room with Jackie Mulligan. Jackie uh, is the foundress of Reform Wellness, and we're talking about the combination of mind and body and soul and having Christ right at the center of all that. Jackie, I have a question. We talk about spiritual and mental and physical, and we have a tendency, and maybe I'm projecting, but we kind of compartmentalize, right? So I got these things that I do that are part of my spiritual, you know, workout. And then these things that I do that, that I, to stay sharp or that I have to do for, for my job or whatever. But when they're not together as one, there's a problem. And then there's, you address a second problem, which is a scenario where Christ is not at the center, pulling them together. Can you make a little bit more sense of that for us? Sure. To just keep it very simple, we feel and we have observed that um, if we're trying to make a change in our lives, that is outside of Christ, it is unsustainable. Mm. Um, And so there's usually another idol or another motive that is driving us um, and it keeps us aligned uh, or or motivated, but just for a short time. And so when it's truly um, meaningful or sustainable, it's when it's rooted in Christ. And so let's even say a a popular, you know, health goal is to eat healthy, uh, to have a healthy body composition. If your goal or your why is because you want to fit into a certain size or to have a certain weight on the um, on the scale, that's only going to motivate you for a short amount of time. Um, but that's not going to be truly meaningful because you know the dignity and, and the truth of, of, of your identity um, and deep down. And, and also, um, it's really going to be hard to sustain uh, over the, the long term. And so when, though, it's rooted in Christ, um, and you enter into your nutrition with the lens of how would I eat if I um, if I revered my identity as a daughter or son of Christ? Like how would I eat if I really mm-hmm. want to nourish my whole person? Intuitively, we all know that that's whole real food. We don't have we don't need a, a nutritionist, and we don't we don't even need reform to tell us <laughs> um, what what is healthy to eat because we know what is healthy to eat, and that's the Lord it's the food that the Lord provided provides for us. And so, um, it does simplify things quite a bit um, when we are able to uh, make Him the the center um, and the meaning behind our changes. I hate to move down this next question because. Um... You know, obedience for me is a is a very challenging thing from this from the standpoint of um, I can be very obedient in going to mass and things like that. But from a health and wellness standpoint, you know, the whole idea of working out or, or, or working on that, working through the nuance of am I doing it to what you just said? Right. So I look much better, which is very difficult for me. So that's going to be a real challenge. But, you know, is it doing it to impress somebody or whatever else versus am I doing it because God wants to create that virtue Mm -hmm. in me that Mm -hmm. says, 
you're going to get over your sensuality of just sitting on your butt and doing, you know, the fun things. I want you to do it for that reason. So mm. that, that, that kind of catapults me into my question because I think a few of the key components of your approach are obedience, mm -hmm. simplicity, mm -hmm. and then consistency. So I've struck out a two out of those three. <laughs> uh, the, these two, these two, and are producing all my simpletons. So I got that covered. But how do you really incorporate those into your work? Well, uh, they really are foundational. Um, we'll start with uh, obedience, and and I think that obedience is really what allows us to experience the freedom that many of us crave, the freedom to have a good health and also the freedom to live a life um, in, in that, that comes with a life of Christ. And so um, Father Innocent uh, Montgomery of the CFRs, he, he, he said early on in, um, in our journey together that once you make a decision to, let's say, commit to daily prayer, um, you don't wake up the next day and decide, am I going to pray? Um, you've already made that decision in the Lord. And so it's, it's no longer something you think about. You just, you do it. Mm. Um, and so we have, um, we have several different um, approaches to what we call formation, a daily rhythm of, of life that keeps you centered in Christ, um, that we ask people to commit to obediently so that he can stay at the center of our our minds, our decisions, uh, of our of our health, of our lives, um, and you're not constantly putting yourself in the position where you have to decide if you're going to choose uh, health or, or holiness. Um, but that that you have through the commitment of obedience, you have the freedom um, that comes from uh, from from saying yes and sticking to it. So obedience is um, is uh, essential, um, and then simplicity. Uh, we are all called to a life of simplicity, and I think that um, sometimes it can feel very ordinary uh, or almost like, well, this feels easy and it should be hard because we've taught that you have to, again, strive or complicate things or, um, or have, uh, you know, a, a lot of different goals or, or things going on. I think this is from the lie of um, that our productivity equals our worth. And truthfully, um, we are all invited to a life of simplicity, a life that is um, uh, not stress-induced, a life that um, allows uh, adequate space to consider the Lord in our decisions and throughout our day, um, and and one that really is um, one that mirrors rhythm. Um, and uh, I think that scares people because that is um, ordinary. And uh, we were taught that... Um, life should be extraordinary and that it should be shiny and flashy. And um, but I think the beauty that uh, we receive in simplicity and the ordinary is that the Lord is able to do extraordinary things in our lives um, with, with obedience and uh, simplicity. Great. I like that. That is, uh, yeah, I'm sitting here writing notes as rapidly as I can. I'm sure our listeners, the ones who aren't driving right now, are doing the same as well. When, as you said that, the vision I got actually flashed back to when you talked about his word being a light, light unto your fat, a, a lamp on your feet and a light to your path. And it's interesting. I actually just led a retreat recently and I pulled that scripture out. And as I studied that scripture, mm. what I discovered was back in the times of Christ, they actually had little lamps when it said he was a lamp unto my feet. They had these miniature little lamps that they actually attached to their sandals and it only had enough oil in it to just light a little lamp onto your sandal. So if you get the visual of that, basically the light they could see was only for like one step 
ahead. Mm-hmm. And to me, that oh, goes that so, much. so beautiful. And that goes exactly with what you're talking to us about here, Jackie, right? You're saying it doesn't have to be huge, this huge vision, all of the stuff you can see that you need to do in your day. It's one step at a time with the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. On your website, one of the passages that we pulled off that we thought was so beautiful and we wanted you to speak just for a couple minutes about was your your quote that says, treat your body as if you're going to live forever and treat your soul as if you were going to die tomorrow. Is there more you'd mm-hmm. like to share about that and your choice of that? Sure. Yeah, this is um, attributed to St. Uh, Augustine. And uh, he, you know, I, I, I think that really kind of sums up how we were um, invited to live. And that is that we should be prepared um, spiritually to, um, to for for our souls to be judged and to, to go to heaven. And we mm-hmm. want to be um, prepared. And so to not feel, I, I think that um, sometimes I've pushed off of like, oh, well, I have so much time. Uh, and so I don't have to worry about that yet. <laughs> um, but to really live with that in the forefront of your priority, like um, not only uh, for um, the pathway to heaven, which is the most important uh, goal and priority of our, of our well-being, um, but also so that while we're here, we can be in a state of grace to receive grace uh, mm-hmm. from the Lord, and I think that grace is this um, this free gift given to us. Back to back to the mulligan, um, but so many of us don't take advantage of it. Um, where we 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 leave so many graces on the floor, we leave so many graces and gifts um, uncollected, and so um, so to to really allow your soul to be cultivated through the sacraments, um, through prayer. Um, and uh, and through a deep intimate relationship with the Lord, which which sometimes can scare people, like the word intimacy mm-hmm. uh, with the Lord. You know, it's hard to translate that, but that is exactly what we were designed for, and that's what our hearts really do do yearn for. Um, and so to live with the soul in mind, um, so that we can get to heaven, and and then while we're here, um, to keep the body healthy, so that each day we are uh, we have energy and um, and we have availability to serve, to mm-hmm. use the God-given gifts that mm-hmm. He's given us, um, and uh, and to do that in a way that mirrors adequate output, but also adequate rest. And I think that. That's a hard one for us Americans, uh, especially. Um, I know because I learned that the hard way. Um, and so this quote really gives us careful attention um, to look at the body and soul without over-prioritizing one or the other, because we are not bodies without souls or souls without body. They, we are we are a body with uh, we are a body and a soul together. And so that is. Um, that is something that we continuously educate um, our community about so that there is no disconnection between the the whole person. That's perfect. Yeah, so when we come back from our break, we'd love to hear more about your community and more of the details around that. So listeners, please join us again back here in the family room in a few minutes with Jackie Mulligan of Reform Wellness. We'll be right back inside the family room in moments. Sponsored by Versprite on The Quest. In today's world, cybersecurity is critical for your business. Award-winning Versprite provides solutions to protect your company from hackers. For protection now, see Versprite.com. That's V-E-R-Sprite.com. The Quest thanks Versprite for their support. The Quest presents Pro-Life Minutes. Healthcare providers should care about health, right? Why then has Planned Parenthood's actual women's healthcare services dropped over 72% in the last 10 years? Abortion is not healthcare. Abortion kills. Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion provider in the United States. 
with 700 abortion facilities. And in the 2019 fiscal year, they ended 345,672 innocent American lives. This is an increase of 13,000 in the last year and 25,000 over the last two years. To put that in context, that is about half the population of Washington, D.C. Why then does the United States government continue to send the millions of taxpayer dollars in funding and grants year after year? If we don't stop them, no one will. Let's love God by loving life. Show the world that every life matters by speaking up for life at every opportunity. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. Here at The Quest, we often hear how our programs touch hearts and change lives. Now more than ever, people need to hear the truth and beauty of the Catholic faith. As a 100% listener-supported station, The Quest relies on monthly donations to stay on the air. Please consider making a monthly donation to The Quest and help us continue to provide inspiring Catholic programming. Monthly donors are the lifeblood of the station. Visit thequestatlanta.com to donate. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is AJ with The Quest. Did you know that we are on a mission to invite, inform, and inspire listeners like you? We want you to embrace your journey and take one step closer to God by not only listening, but engaging with us. In fact, we could use your help with making this vision a reality. I ask you to prayerfully consider joining us as a missionary to help with volunteer tasks at our studio in Roswell, Georgia. If you feel called to help and would like to learn more, please send us an email at info at thequestatlanta.com. Does your parish, charitable organization, or ministry have an upcoming event that you'd like to promote? Advertise it on AM 1160, the Quest Community Calendar. It's easy and there's never a fee. Just visit thequestatlanta.com, click on events, and submit your activity or event. Enhance the success of your community outreach event. Take advantage of the Quest Atlanta's complimentary community calendar and gain more exposure to the Metro Faith community. Submit your event at thequestatlanta.com today. St. Joseph was a man of few words. In fact, not a single word of his was recorded in Scripture. But the Father of Jesus spoke abundantly in his silence, and he certainly gave us a lot to talk about. Want to go deeper? Listen to the St. Joseph series on your Quest app and on thequestatlanta.com. We're back in the family room, sponsored by Versprite. Right here on AM 1160, The Quest. We are here with Jackie Mulligan. Jackie is uh, the foundress of Reform Wellness, and she's talking to us about Reform Wellness. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie, we love, uh, every time we have a guest, to hear their favorite family room memories uh, or memory. memory. And I got to believe with, what would you say, five other, seven other siblings. Yes, six other siblings. There might have been one or two memories to be made in that. (laughs) combination. Could you share some? Sure. Um, I have so many family memories. I love my family. And my favorite thing is to just be together with everyone. I don't really so much always care what's happening. I just care that everyone's together. That's really what makes me so happy. But I will say growing up, um, my mom is one of nine and all of her siblings um, lived very close to one another. Uh, And so when we gathered at my grandparents' house, which is, which is of course, right down the street from where I I grew up, you know, 30 plus cousins would always um, gather together. And I think that one of uh, my favorite memories were, was being, you know, I had a few cousins that were my age. um, And so we would sort of like plan these little plays or shows that we would put on for the whole family. <laughs> and um, and it was just so cute um, and, and sweet uh, to be able to, um, you know, share the different seasons of life. And of course, as we grew up, that was 
that was you know we were way too cool for that kind I was of gonna stuff. Say that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but now my nieces and nephews do the same thing for us, and it's just oh, wow. you know it's just this this beautiful memory of uh, wanting to entertain the adults who don't need entertaining, <laughs> uh, but but really just um, so sweet to uh, to see the creativity and the play and the just the childlike joy um, in um, in wanting to. Uh, to be together and, and to bring joy and, and happiness uh, amidst a, a big family gathering. So that's a that's a fond memory and one that I get to uh, watch um, now as my nieces and nephews do do the same. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, it's a beautiful legacy, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before our break, we were saying we'd love to hear more about your community and what happens in your community. And we were talking about the fact that obviously this is the family room. And it sounds like a family could actually engage your services. Mm. Is that is that correct? So can you kind of talk us about that? What what would that look like if a family were to engage your services? Yes, we have seen some incredible reformations within families. And so our, our primary and foundational service is called Reform Online. Um, and it's a it's a twelve week online course that brings you through our nine wellness pillars and um, helps you to one, reclaim your identity uh, in, in Christ, but, but also redefine your health as the state of your body and your soul together. And oftentimes, um, we will have leaders of businesses or leaders of families come to us and say, um, you know, my, um, my children need you or my employees need you. And we always say, um, we're happy to help your, your team or your family. Um, but you have to start reforming yourself before you desire for others to, to reform in Christ, mm. um, which could be a little humbling uh, and challenging to hear. But the truth is, uh, as a leader, and especially with families, you know, the children are going to be looking at the parents to understand how to live and how to mm. take care of themselves. And so we have to start with the parents. And so uh, we've had actually lots of mother-daughter combinations come through, uh, or, or of course, couples, um, some father-sons. And so it's really beautiful to watch people reform together. Um, and it creates a really um, a new connection. You know, we have like a, our, our own sort of brand voice and language. So there's this new, these new um, nuances to, to say and to, to journey toward. Um, and of course, commitments uh, and new lifestyle changes that, that people can do together. And so, um, but we have seen, um, especially when parents choose to reform together uh, and really intentionally place Christ at the center of their hearts, the center of their home, mm. uh, the center of their family, the Lord really does some beautiful things within it. And so there's a tremendous amount of healing, but there's also a tremendous amount of space uh, for the Lord within the family and for him to dwell in their home and to dwell in their hearts and to be considered in, in the way that they speak to one another and interact with one another. And then that trickles into the other pillars, you know, the way that they uh, manage their stress and uh, rest in him and um, the way that they build their meals together is, is in consideration of him. And so it really gives the Lord an opportunity to enter into the family and then enter enter into all the different um, pillars. And so uh, it's it's one of our favorite things to witness. Um, and I, I will just say, as far as like one best practice, um, that we have seen really change families is the commitment to a weekly Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. really defining what the Sabbath is, like sitting down as a family and deciding this is what happens on the Sabbath and this is what doesn't happen on the Sabbath. And as much as the parents feel that they need rest, if you can imagine how much the parents need rest, the kids need that much more. Mm-hmm. And so they're craving it too. And it's actually one of the best gifts you can you can offer to 
to your family um, is to uh, reduce any other options. Take them off the, the table. Um, there's no friends today. There's no shopping today. Today's a family day. Uh, we're going to, you know, go to, to, to mass, um, have a family meal, and then play some games. Or what, That can really be defined by, by any family. Um, but it simplifies the approach to the day and allows for true rest and consideration of the Lord. And for families who have built it together, and it's a commandment, so we need to take this seriously. We, we forget that it is, it is a commandment, uh, and, and um, it, it, we have really seen uh, so much healing um, and, and so much growth. Uh, to their obedience to to the Sabbath. Yeah, we're back to that obedience thing, <laughs> yeah. and dedication, yeah, and everything. There's a theme here. You're being convicted today. Uh, trust you? me, <laughs> I went to confession this morning, and I got to go back now because I've screwed <laughs> up the Sabbath so badly. Uh, but you know, one thing, going back to your original testimony, you know, one of the things you said was going to adoration and. Mm-hmm. Um, Opening up, God opening up your heart to his mercy, to his grace. And then you made mm-hmm. a comment about how so often we let so many graces just hit the floor mm-hmm. because we don't hold a wide enough basket to say, God really wants to do this with me, right? Yeah. It's no, no, I can't do that. He can't do that. Mm-hmm. And on our show, we've talked a lot about the brokenness in our own humanity, whether it was from childhood issues or from adult issues. The brokenness makes us unhealthy. It could be mm-hmm. manifested physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, whatever. That's an onion, right? I mean, that's like there's these mm-hmm. layers and they need to be peeled back. Mm-hmm. How do you do that in your practice and how do you help people with that deep hurt and, and with those issues that you're like, maybe I didn't even know they were there. Mm. Well, often we compare our health to a tree um, where the, the leaves and the branches and the roots are all one, one part. But because the roots are below the surface, we tend to focus on our symptoms, which are the leaves and the branches. Um, but really, the root cause of our, our health concerns are below the surface and in, in the roots. Um, and so I think that um, opposition keeps us distracted by focusing on the, the temporary symptoms. And so uh, we start chasing these fleeting symptoms, and we never actually go down to, to the root cause uh, to, to uproot it once and for all. Um, and that's because uprooting can be really messy, you know, where we're literally, it could, you know, think about repotting a plant, you know, your hands are dirty, there's dirt everywhere, you know, sometimes it doesn't go as you planned, and you find other things down there. And so um, we say that spiritually, um, often there are, are deep roots, and, and that's from what I was mentioning earlier of you know, um, not accepting the Lord's will for your life, not trusting the Lord, um, not re- and being unwilling to receive His mercy. On the physical side, we often see, you know, the gut dysbiosis by being a, a huge root of, of most people's uh, physical health concerns. Anything from anxiety and depression, you know, bloating, fatigue, these are all things that usually root themselves from, from um, an unhealthy gut. Uh, it can be environmental toxins. It can be a hormone imbalance. I mean, you know, there's so many things, but we end up focusing on the symptoms and not the roots. So the way that we peel back the onion um, is to, to help people get right down to the root cause um, by simplifying their life. So simplifying their nutrition, um, getting adequate sleep and being obedient to prioritizing sleep, um, praying and letting the Lord reveal uh, what the root is. So when you kind of describe holding up a basket of grace, 
you know, some people really do hold up the basket and like desire to, to catch the graces. But what we've forgotten to do is patch up the holes or allow uh. the Lord to patch our holes. And, um, and so we have all these holes and we're all, we all are full of them, uh, our brokenness. Um, but the Lord just wants us to reveal them to him. He wants us to bring them to confession. He wants us to bring them to him so that he can fill them. And then we can receive his grace. Mm. But often we're like, no, feed me, Lord, feed me. I want, I want healing. But we are just not willing to actually bring what's underneath the surface to the light. And I think that there's fear there. Um, I think that um, there's, again, some opposition there um, and, and really maybe a distrust that um, the Lord, like that, that our problems or our past are, are maybe too big for him, but that's, that's not uh, true. So I think there's a few layers to the, the, the onion there, but simplicity and obedience, back to our virtues here, are really, uh, are really the, the root. I liked how she pointed at so you. Jackie just pointed at me. <laughs> That's okay. So, Jackie, I'm listening to all these things you're saying, and I'm trying, okay, what's the order here? Do you do nutrition first? Do you do spiritual mm-hmm. first? And I'm like, okay, what would Jesus do? Well, Jesus fed him before mm-hmm. he preached to him. Well, before mm-hmm. he fed him, he just kind of accepted them and said, hey, I want to be with mm-hmm. you. You said you got to draw Christ in. Christ says, hey, I just want to get in there. Let me in. Can you give us, like, how, help us kind of get our mind wrapped around maybe an, an, a more organized approach to all this, could you? Yeah, I think the first step is um, saying yes. So just like the Blessed Mother, um, our Blessed Mother gave her yes and had no idea uh, what the journey was going to look like. She she knew what the end result was going to be. But giving her our fiat and saying, Lord, I desire to be whole and holy, and I want you to be at the center of my life. Usually with that, he doesn't really need us to do very much more at first um, because he'll, he'll end time give you tools for the next step. And so we say that if you want him to be at the center, he needs your permission, our free will, but also that's the, the next step is to then build a relationship with him. Um, and, and so prayer is the first step um, and, and daily prayer um, to, to reform. And I think we're so hungry to make changes that we want to go after nutrition and we want to go after movement and we want to go after stress management, but actually it's, it's, um, obedience to daily prayer, um, a minimum of, of 30 minutes, um, and, and that can be in, in, in various forms of prayer, um, to first establish a, a new relationship with the Lord. It sounds like an establishment of a religious community that focuses on the spiritual, but then we're going to talk about your health too. Um, a lot of those disciplines and obedience to um, everything to bring it all to God. I love that. So I think you were still, so you were saying, okay, saying yes, then building a relationship with God. And then where you're going to a next step. Yeah. So we, 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 we focus the primarily on the things that we can control every day that can nourish our whole person. So the three pillars that are essential every day is to nourish our body, mind, and soul, which is um, we nourish our, our souls through faith and prayer. We nourish our bodies through nutrition and our minds through sleep. And so we have to sleep every day, we have to eat every day, we have to pray every day. And so that's where we have people start. And to do that through the lens of Christ, um, to, to, um, to eat and, and, and sleep and pray at the same times every day, that allows us to eat and, and rest and pray consistently, um, but also pauses us throughout the day and allows us to consider the Lord, but to consider how we're nourishing our whole person in doing so. 
And so we don't even go to the other pillars yet until we're, we're, we build this daily rhythm where we're nourishing our whole person. Um, and then we kind of move into the other pillars once we have uh, this, this um, new foundation, these deep roots in the Lord um, in, uh, in right order. Does it make sense? Maybe it's just me. Does it make sense? I know we can't go through deep, deep, deep in each of the pillars, but should we just kind of run down what each of those pillars are? That might be helpful yeah, for us. Of, be great. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. So, um, so of course, faith is at the at the center, um, and then we have nutrition, sleep, stress management, functional movement. Personal growth. Hold on, hold on now. Us old people taking notes need to process this We'll get it in the show notes because I gave up. Trying, I'm not trying to take notes. I'm I, still trying to. <laughs> go, go, run those back by us again, Jackie, please. Okay, sure. So it's nutrition, sleep, stress management, community, personal growth, space, functional movement, and play. Oh. And we'll have those in the show notes uh, yeah. for, for folks listening. Yeah. And Craig is still writing furious. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love the play because um, yeah. it's interesting. You know how a lot of people do a word of the year? And I had two mm-hmm. words of the year. It was so funny how God kept, you know, how God will keep saying something over and over again. So one of my words is reflect. So that's kind of the more, you know, internal, whatever. But the other one he kept saying to me was fun, play. It was all that. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess I don't do much of that. He was thinking about your (laughs) (laughs) co-hosts. I do get to play every week with you guys. This is very true. I do. But I started tap dancing. You did, really? Again, you did that that before. I grew up tap dancing. I had not tap danced in 40 years. I started tap dancing again, and that's part of my play. It's very frustrating because I don't remember the way I used to. The choreography is very hard, but mm. I was like, okay, play. but I guess, you know what? I'm sitting here because I'm being very American in this. I'm going, oh, look, I knocked off functional movement and <laughs> <Check> play. <the boxes>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, one of our, our best practices for play is to recreate childhood fun. And that's exactly what it sounds like you're describing. Yeah. Um, I think adults, we, we think that we have to earn play. Um, but we don't. Play is is uh, we're actually called to be childlike, and and um, and I think that uh, we can play every day by surrendering ourselves to the Lord's will and sort of like, all right, Jesus, what are we going to do today? Like, what? How are we going to approach today? Um, but also to recreate childhood fun, and and I think that's an invitation maybe for the listeners of you know envision what you did as a child and and how can you re- recreate that um, that fun uh, as an adult. That is awesome. Actually, I I did just <laughs> talked to somebody yesterday about that because she just started painting again and she had done it well and jackie it goes back to what you were saying earlier about the wounds and having Mm -hmm. god patch up those wounds because what she said Mm -hmm. was she said i won the art award when i was in seventh grade and she said and when i won the award i was so excited and some girl in my class turned to me and said oh my gosh i can't believe you won the art award and she said and then i never did art again and so now at the age of 50 Eight, she started painting again mm. for the first time because wow, she allowed God to God. heal that place, and she is having the best time. And I'm getting to see her art, and it's incredible. Okay, John is I, cracking uh, no, no, up. No, no, she says, she, she says childlike, John. No, 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 forget that for a minute. I, this is a true story. I actually failed art. Oh, and like, I didn't know you could so fail art. You, I didn't think so either. <laughs> but I got in grammar school, like first grade. You got grades like VGG. Uh, L and U, right? And I got an unsatisfactory in art. Oh, I think I was scarred. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> You've made up for it, though. Yeah. Have, I don't know. have you really? J- John's art is dad jokes. Just have to say that. 
Oh, okay. So, Jackie, you just took us through the nine pillars. And to John's point, we're going to make sure that we have those in the show notes for right. our listeners. And listeners, if you are tuning in, you're here with Jackie Mulligan from Reform Wellness. And um, we'll make sure we have links to her, um, to Reform Wellness and to a number mm-hmm. of resources as well. But you also told us earlier that one of your most popular services that you offer is this 12-week online service. What are some of the other services that you offer? Well, it's sort of a a linear progression through reform, and um, that's something we've learned over the the course of our offerings and experience with different um, walks of life and working with people from all over the the globe. Um, And so we we have uh, people start with reform online, um, and then from there we have a course called Dig to the Roots, and that is where we go to the roots after we've uh, set a firm foundation in the Lord. Um, and we focus primarily on um, uprooting spiritual and physical uh, wounds. And mm-hmm. um, and we also do some gut healing, uh, which is the root of all, uh, or I should say all, but most disease in, in the body. Um, and um, it is amazing uh, what really doing the work for spiritual and physical detox can, can do to healing the, the whole person. Oh, yeah. um, and then we have uh, a, a course and a membership called Fully Alive. Um, and that allows you to go, um, you know, at this point, you've uh, you've set a foundation in, in the Lord. You've dug to the root causes of your health concerns. Um, and now you're ready to live fully alive. You're ready to live out John 10, 10, life's abundance. <laughs> and so we really share um, our best practices and um, for uh, for a life that's free and available to be rooted in him in all aspects. And so uh, it's sort of this, this linear progression, um, which is um, it's such a gift because we watch people go all the way through and. And it's a, it's truly um, a, a, a joy to, to watch the the reformations and the and the change not only of them um, physically tons of weight loss and um, and clear skin and uh, and um, a loss of energy and no more fatigue but but on a spiritual level to just be so much closer to the Lord and to be so clear in where He's asking um, them to to go and not go uh, so it's really a great uh, a great mm-hmm. gift. Um, but when you know sometimes people aren't quite ready for reform online and so we do um, we offer free webinars every month uh, mm-hmm. and that's something that's available to to the public to register for um, on our events tab in our on our website um, there's uh, there's upcoming webinars and then we also offer uh, seminars um, at different uh, locations around uh, the country and so we go to parishes um, or universities or schools and offer uh, reform seminars uh, as well Oh, so before you move on, give us your website. It's reformwellness.co. <laughs> Thank you, because I screwed that up trying to get you on the show. So reformwellness.co. And one thing I think if I'm listening and have not looked at your website, can you talk to the various people that your folks have access to? Because I know there's a priest and there's a doctor. Can you kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let us know how that works? Sure. Yeah. So we um, primarily, uh, myself and Dr. Bridget Vanderwoody, are uh, leading the, the classes. And so Bridget is a, a naturopathic doctor. Um, I um, am a holistic nutritionist and um, functional wellness practitioner. And um, and we sort of merge our um, our expertise, uh, and we uh, um, then lead people through uh, the journey to wholeness and, and holiness. And so we do have our online classes taught by the two of us and then uh, two priests as well. Um, 
uh, though we do have several um, guests that join us um, that I think many in the in the Catholic sphere would recognize um, that that join us and have gone through the course and have been stayed um, uh, to to help us uh, along the way. That's awesome. Can you share, since you were smiling about some of those people, who they might have been? Or is that a private sure. No, no, that's okay. They're, they're, on our, they're on our website uh, and, and share about uh, their experiences. Um, I think many would recognize uh, Dr. Bob Schutz of the JP2 Healing mm-hmm. Center. Um, mm-hmm. We love Dr. Bob and, on our show. Um, and his ministry. And um, yeah, so we and, and Sister Miriam James, who you probably know through we Dr. Do. Bob as well, mm-hmm. um, she has done uh, many um, seminars and, and workshops with us as well. And so there are two of, of many who do help us uh, and, and encourage our community to embrace um, a journey toward fullness and holiness. That's that awesome. Great. So we've got about a minute and a half, Jackie. Um, we'd love okay. for you to close for us, maybe with one quick testimonial, if you have one to share briefly, and then uh, with a prayer. Sure. I'll just share very um, simply, and I'll I'll put this uh, in the show notes uh, for you to share as well. But we've recently just had a couple, um, a newly um, married couple go through our program, and um, they uh, they just wrote a beautiful testimonial about how they're now able to consider Christ and in in, uh, in in the center of their marriage, but in all aspects of their well-being together with mm-hmm. him and, uh, and, and kind of how they did that. And so I would encourage um, those listening to read it as inspiration uh, to reform together and, and place Christ at the center of, of your life. That is great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and listeners, our show notes, once again, you go to thequestatlanta.com forward slash the family room, and you can find our show notes there. So, Jackie, we have loved having you. This has been such a joy. Um, It really has. Uh, John 10.10 is actually one of our scriptures that supports our show. So I just feel like God just knitted us together beautifully. Yes. And would you continue to bless our listeners by praying for them as we close out? Sure. I'm going to pray uh, what we call the the Reformer's Prayer. This was written by the first 12 people that ever went through our course. Mm. I asked them to send me uh, one line of a verse or a song lyric or a quote that they I loved, and um, and it came out to be a beautiful prayer. So I'll lead us in, in that. That's okay. great. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, help us to have faith in your ability to heal us. Grant us the grace to accept the things we cannot change, and change the things we can. For we know Christ is the only constant in life. We do not know what you are doing, but we know we will understand later. May we be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Please take away our fears and give us strength. Help us to trust in your divine timing, for we know you can take what's wrong and make it right. Do not allow the sickness of our bodies to weaken our spirits. Heal the infirmities of our souls and the ills that afflict us. Free us from the fear of failure and enable us to aspire to greatness. Open our hearts with joy to reform our lives. Unto you, Lord, we lift up our soul. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. It was awesome. Thank you, Jackie Mulligan. Thank Thank you, dear. Thank you all so much. What a joy to be with you. It was wonderful. And thank you, listeners. And please be with us again here in the family room next week, where we offer hope, encouragement, truth, and wisdom for families. Thanks for hanging out with us in the family room, sponsored by Versprite. For more info, go to thequestatlanta.com.